the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson, the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Something that God wants every child of His to do. Saints of God, we're some blessed people. The main reason why we're some blessed people is because we have a God who loves us like nobody else will ever love us. A love He constantly proves to us by doing things for us that nobody else can do for us. One of the things that God does for us that nobody else can do for us is open doors of opportunity for us. Doors of opportunity that nobody can close on us. Doors that God wants us to walk through so that we can be blessed like He wants us to be and be the blessing that He plans for us to be. But in order for any of that to happen, we have to walk through the doors that God opened for me and you. Otherwise, we won't be blessed or be the blessing that God wants us to be and do. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Same Lord, same faith, same result. Now this time say it like you mean it. How y'all doing today? Amen. So am I for the Lord. He is God. If you got your Bible, I invite you to turn to Revelations chapter 3. Revelations chapter 3. Today we're going to begin a part of the uh, teaching, which is going to be called Walking Through Your Open Door. Walking Through Your Open Door. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking to you about some principles on how to walk through your open door what type of mindset you should have as you're moving forward into the things that God has in store for you, give you some principles, letting you know also how Satan is going to come at you so that you can be able to, and even, even then, show you what to do when he comes at you and what's going to happen uh, as a result of you doing what you're supposed to do so that God could be able to do all the things he has in store for you. Because since God has opened this door for us to be able to move forward into the awesome things that he has in store for each and every one of us, then it is very important for us to be able to understand some uh, awesome principles that will be able to help us to be able to move forward into it. So let's talk about a few things today, and I think it is going to be a tremendous blessing to you over the next few weeks. Have an ear to hear what the things that the Lord is going to share with you, and I guarantee you that you're going to have opportunity to be able to utilize each and every one of them this year. And if you utilize them the way that they'll be, they'll be taught, then of course you will successfully make it through into the open door that God has in store for you to receive the more that he has in store for you. That's good news. Revelations chapter three. Let's start reading at verse six. It says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Right. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true. 
He that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy ways. Excuse me. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and has not denied my name. Of course, there's a foundational text in relationship to this awesome year that God has opened for us to be able to move forward into the things he has in store for us, because this is the year of the open door. And this is something that you need to keep before your very eyes and keep in your mind all the days as you proceed forward through the rest of this year, that this is the year of the open door. God has opened a door for each and every one of us to be able to step into awesome things. God has opened a door for each and every one of us to step into some of the things that he has ordained for us before the foundations of the earth. Not only in terms of receiving them, but having opportunity to be able to operate in them. Because this is a year where God, where people of God are going to get a chance to find out one of the things, uh, the things that they've been purposed and placed on this earth to do. And they're going to have opportunity to step forward into those things. You, so many people are going to step into the fullness of what God has in store for them in relationship to their call. Many people are going to step into the uh, line and lineage that God has in store for them so they can step into that calling. Many people are going to get a chance to be able to understand flat out that, yes, I am called and then begin to start ordering their lives accordingly for God to be able to do whatever it is that he wants to do both through them as well as for them. And notice I keep talking about a call because see, each and every one of us are called to do awesome things. I said each and every one of us are called to do awesome things. Many times when we think in relationship to a calling, we just think in terms of pulpit ministry. But God has called each and every one of us into awesome things. And whatever venue that God is going to do, what it is he wants to do for you and through you, then that's the venue that you're called to. And so that you can be able to demonstrate the excellency and the awesomeness of the living God and walk in the fullness of what God has in store for you. Various one of us uh, are going to be walking through doors of opportunity into business, whereas we have opportunity to operate in the business climate and do what it is that God has called us to do and be who God called us to be in that environment too so that those people in that environment can be blessed also by God as well as God blessed by you many people are going to have opportunity to move forward into the educational uh, areas of life whereas we'll get a chance to move forward into teaching and training and developing people uh, in various venues whether it be what the world calls secular which technically there is no such thing as secular because everything is God's everything was created for him and created by him and for his glory so everything that the world tries to set up this system where it's one thing is us and one thing is them. No, the devil is a liar. Everything is us in Jesus' name. So since that's the case, many of us are going to be moving forward in the educational areas and everything like that, which is trying to get God out, but God is going to get back in because he's calling you to get back in to be able to do what it is that you've been supposed to do. And that's demonstrate the excellency of him in the midst of that situation and circumstances. So those children who are being slighted, you know, uh, uh, by the administrators who don't want God in the midst of the environment cannot stop God from getting in the environment because they're going to bring you into the environment. Are you listening to me? Well, no matter what the area, no matter what the venue is, the same thing is true. God has opened a door for you and God wants you to step through into this door to be able to receive all the awesome things he has in store for you. Let's look back at the beginning of this verse, verse seven. Of course, all phones are off, please. Revelation chapter three, verse six says, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. He says unto the angel of, Phil- of the church of Philadelphia, right these things. I have opened a door for you. Notice what he did not do. He didn't go straight into the fact that he opened the door for you. But before he went into the concept of the door that was open for you, he began to start talking about who it was that opened the door for you. One of the most important principles that you're going to learn this year in relationship to being able to walk through your open door is to understand who opened the door for you. 
Because when you understand who opened the door for you, when he begins to start making statements about the open door and leading you and guiding you to that open door, then you'll be able to move forward in it with much more confidence to be able to receive what it is that God has in store for you. Because you'll know who opened that door for you. And when you know who he is that opened that door for you, it will give you a confidence and assurance. It'll give you a settledness. It'll give you an ability to be able to rest in the fact that God has opened a door for me, that regardless of what it is that I see, I know I can move forward into it because I know I got God by my side. I know that God is on my side. And since God is on my side, what can man do unto me? No man can stop it. No man can block it. No man can hold me at bay because you're going to have an attitude that I'm going to move forward into what God has to say because God opened that door for me. God, my father, who loves me truly, God, my father, who has uh, uh, provided me a way to be able to step into the things that he has planned and ordained for me before the foundations of the earth. And you'll be able to move forward and receive those things with confidence and assurance. One of the things that's going to happen for each and every one of us this year is we're going to have an opportunity to know the Lord like we've never known the Lord before. We're going to increase in our knowledge of God. And as a result of increasing in our knowledge of God, it will give us that much more confidence and that much more boldness to move forward into the door that God has in store for each and every one of us. Can I talk to you about that door just for a second? The door that God is opening for you is a spiritual door which has natural manifestations. It's a spiritual door that has natural manifestations. But because it's a spiritual door, unless you get into the spirit, you'll never see it. Unless you get into the spirit, you'll never see it. Because the natural manifestations will be that you will have the ability to do it and walk through it. But it will not necessarily be that the circumstances and the situations which surround that door will look like they've changed in any kind of a way. It may look the same. For instance, if it's a, a, a door where God is open for you and finances are the thing that you need in order to be able to go through, that does not mean God's going to drop in your lap all the finances necessary to be able to do it. But you who see it in the spirit know that it's an open door and you'll step forward and move forward into it, knowing that God's going to provide everything necessary in order to be able to cause that thing to be able to happen. But if you look at it naturally speaking or what we call uh, biblically carnally speaking, and if you just look at what's going on on the outside, you'll never recognize what's going on, what has already happened inside. You will never recognize what's going on because you'll be looking at the natural thinking that, well, it looks like. It hasn't changed. So because of that, I'll wait to see what I need to see before I move forward. But God will say, nope, it won't. You won't get it because you got to see this thing spiritually. And then you will be able to step forward into whatever the natural holds, regardless of what the natural shows. Well, no matter what it is that you previously know that you'll be able to move forward, knowing that God is right there with you and God's going to come through for you. And God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Revelation chapter three. He said in verse seven, and to the angels of church at Philadelphia, right. These things saith he that is holy. He that is true. He that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. Of course, he put various clauses in there. But in, in, in at the beginning of each clause is him. He he put various clauses in there. But at the beginning of each clause is him. You're about to move forward into the things that God has in store for you. But at the beginning of you moving forward into the things that God has in store for you must be him. It must be him. You must know that it is he that's doing this thing. He, not me. He, not me. And because it's he and not me, my main focus has to be on him, not on myself. 
Because if it's on myself, I won't move forward into what it is God has in store for me because I will have something in the way of me receiving what God has in store for me each and every day. And that's me. But yet God wants you to focus on him this year and see him for who he is, because once you see him for who he is, then you'll be able to move forward in all that it is that he has in store for you. If you just focus on the things he's promised you and not focus on him, Satan is going to bring circumstances and situations your way to be able to cause you to think that you cannot receive what God has to say. Satan is going to remind you of your past failures and the things that didn't, you did not accomplish before when you tried it. Oh, you tried it before. Oh, remember when you tried it before? Remember when you tried it and, and, and you heard it through that man of God and that pastor that this is what was available to you, but you tried it and it didn't work? Behold. God has opened unto you a door, but you need to recognize that. But you can't recognize that until you recognize that he's the one to do it. And he is holy. Oh, yes, he is. He's different than anybody else. He is true, which means that he is truthful. That, that actual word is truthful or filled with truth. And so that since he's filled with truth and, and, and then, then the truth is what fills him and there's no lie in him. So because he said it, then you better believe then it's true. God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And that's what's going to help us to be able to move forward into what God has in store for us. And not only is he holy and he's true, but we read here in verse seven that he hath the key of David. Of course, that right there is speaking in relationship to uh, and inferring to the Davidic, the Davidic covenant. Well, God established a, a, a covenant with David back in Second Samuel chapter seven. In fact, let's turn there and let's take a look at uh, um, part of that covenant. Second Samuel chapter seven. Now, we always hear about the Abrahamic covenant, which is one of the legs on which our covenant stands today. The new touch, the new covenant. But the second leg is the one that's rarely talked about, and that's the Davidic covenant, because both of these were everlasting covenants that were established with the people, one with Abraham, one with David. That's why Jesus came through the lineage of both David and he came through the lineage of Abraham. When you trace his lineage back, because he, he tied into both of these covenants. Chapter seven. Verse four. It says, and it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Question mark. Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle, temporary places. And in all the places where I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me a house of cedar? Now, therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Before we move forward, notice that he's right there talking about God's interested in a house. He's interested in a house and all this, this open door that God has extended unto you this year is based upon the fact that God wants a house. God wants a place for him to dwell. God wants a place where people can be able to come and learn of him and know of him that they might grow in, the, in his grace and be able to step forward, in, you know, into the awesome things that he has in store for them at a great pace. God wants a house. God wants to be worshipped. God wants to be known. God wants to be honored. 
God wants to be uh, uh, recognized in who he is because he created a people to be able to fellowship with who is mankind. But at the same time, most of man is not worshiping him or spending time with him in any kind. But God is looking for a people through whom he can be able to demonstrate his excellence and his greatness so that they can be able to assist him in being able to cause his house to be able to establish the way it wants to be established. This open door is not going to be for you. You're going to benefit from it, but it's not for you. The door that God is opening you is open it so that you can step through into what he has planned so that he can cause to happen what he wants to happen for every woman and man. We move forward. Verse eight. Now, therefore, so shall thou say unto my servant, David, thus saith the Lord of hosts. I took thee from the sheep coat from following the sheep to be ruler over my people over Israel. I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto a name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and no more, and move no more, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more, as before time. And as since that time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. That's the rest we're talking about. Also, the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. He's saying to you, you know, so that he can get the house he want. He'll make you a house. Are you listening to me? And God's about to bless you so that you can be able to make sure that he's blessed the way he want to be blessed by other people being blessed the way he want them to be blessed. See, God's willing to invest what it is he's willing to get. And God has opened a door for you so that he with his his hopes is, is that so that you can open a door for him to do all that he wants to do. Are you listening to me? And you're the one that God's going to sow into this open door for you. You got to get this in your mind is for him more than it is for you. But he's going to sow in you so that he can get what he wants. Are you listening to me? Because the way to get what you want is to sow it into somebody else. Because the way to get what you want is to sow it into somebody else. God wants a house built. So God said, in order to get my house built, I'll build one for you. I want an open door to be able to do what I want to do in this world. So in order to open a door, get a door open for me, I'm going to open one for you. Are you listening to me? Because this whole thing's about him. And see, this is good. This is good. This is good. Because if you can get that locked in on the inside of you that this thing is about him, it erases everything Satan's going to bring at you about you. It's going to erase everything that Satan can bring at you about, well, what about you? Well, what about me? This ain't about me. This is about God. And God is opening a door so that I can walk through to open the door for him to do what he want to do. So therefore, I'm going to move forward and do what it is that I want done. We read on. He says, he says, verse 12, and when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee. This is another part of that covenant that he had with him. He said, I'm going to set your seed up after thee. Can I talk to y'all? Your seed shall be set up by God. Your seed shall be set up by God. I don't care if they've been wayward. I don't care if they've been hard-headed. I don't care if they've been rebellious. I don't care whether or not they've been mocking God and doing everything the opposite of what God is about. I don't care whether they've been half doing what God has told them to do or all the way doing what God has told them to do. Your seed shall be set up. Oh, yes, they are. They're going to walk in the things of God because there's a covenant that's already been established by God with, with David that says not only am I going to bless you, but I'm going to take care of your seed after you. Oh, yes, he is. 
Y'all going to see family members coming in the house of God like you ain't never seen before. You're going to see kids lining up with the things of God like you ain't never seen them before. Because God is restoring the hearts of the children to their fathers and the father to their children. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> but he's, I'm setting up your seed after you. Oh, they're going to start recognizing they call. And God's going to set you up so that they can be set up. So that he can be set up ultimately. Praise God. He said, he said, and when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels and I will establish his kingdom. He said, he shall build a house in my name because your children are called. Oh, yes, they are. Every one of them are called. They don't like it, but they still call. They don't appreciate it, but they still call. They're like, I don't want to do what mom and daddy are doing. I just want to do my own thing. That is your thing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom for a little while. Forever. Look at this. He's going to establish the throne of their king, kingdom forever. And not just them, but you too. See, one of the things that God wants to do is establish the, the, the kingdom in which you live in forever. Kingdom, of course, is a place, but every place has a way it does things. And so since it's a place and everything and every kingdom has a place every place has a way that they do things, then he's going to establish for them a place to be established by God. And he's going to establish for them and for you how to do what it is that should be done. This year, our ways are going to line up with God's like it never lined up with before either, because we're going to do things the way that God wants to establish them. And he's going to establish this kingdom forever. Verse 14, here's the consoling part. I will be his father and he shall be my son. I will be his father and he shall be his son. I'm going to be a person who cares for him. And he's going to be a person that allows me to care for him. Look at this. Two decisions right here. I'm going to be their father. That's decision number one. God has decided to be a father unto us. An intimate person. See, a father is supposed to represent intimacy. A lot of us think that it's a mother that represents intimacy, but it begins with the father. That's a characteristic that came from the father. So the father is supposed to have those same characteristics. When uh, um, the female Adam was uh, built from the male Adam, when uh, she was presented under Adam, Adam said, she's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Or the same thing that she has and that she's about is the same thing that I am and I'm about. That's how he recognized who she was because she recognized her as him. In female form, blessed be the name of the Lord. And so they saw the same characteristics, if I could put it that way. So that's the, so if that's the case, if women are sensitive, then that means that men are supposed to also be sensitive. That don't mean we're supposed to be walking around snotting and crying over everything and stuff like that. And quiet as kept y'all ain't either, you know, but praise God. But that's a whole nother teaching. We ain't going to get into all that. Bless God, because uh, I'll get off my point. But the point I want to raise is he said, I will be his father and he shall be my son. Which means that a decision is going to be made on the other children, on the people's side also, that says, I will accept him as my father also, and I will be to them a son. Which means I will order my life according to what they think and what they believe and how they influence also. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the doors of opportunity that God has opened in our lives. Doors of opportunity that are called manifestations of the blessings and opportunities to be a blessing like God wants us to be in our lives. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of walking through the doors that God has opened for me and you. 
so that we can receive and achieve everything that God has planned and prepared for me and you. I plan to walk through. I hope you do too. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238 or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And to all of our senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I invite all of you to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. That's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas that meet the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. till around 12 noon where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic, inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will often is taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So, if you've been blessed to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age, who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And don't forget, if you're 156 years or older, don't tell nobody. Just call me up. I'll get you in. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 